Welcome to the Rise of Revitalized podcast where we give you short, concise messages to help you kill it in life and in business. A little bit of a different intro today, probably threw a few of you for a loop. I hope you are all doing incredible, crushing it coming into February here. I got a really great message for you today. It's inspired by a LinkedIn post that I did recently that was very well received. I had a lot of people reach out, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people successful in their careers, a lot of people that are just striving to get better reach out and say, I agree with everything that you said in this post. And the title of the post was Three Harsh Realities of Entrepreneurship. And I think that title is maybe a little bit misleading because it doesn't just apply to entrepreneurship. It also applies to intrapreneurship, meaning if you work for somebody else and you want to expand your career and you want to grow your career for a great company, I think it also just expands to success in general, whether that's athletics, whether that's success in your family and your fitness life. You know, these are three realities really that you're going to have to face in any endeavor in which you want to become successful in. And so this first harsh reality, or I think you could also call it the first rule of success in business, entrepreneurship, your personal life, is that whether or not you like it or not, sales is your number one job. Sales. Now, if you're anything like I used to be, when I hear the word sales, I, have, I had quite a negative connotation with that word for a very long time. And I believe this was perpetuated by the media and by television shows where they depict a salesperson as that sleazy, high pressure, you know, snake oil salesman guy, right? With the hair slicked back, smooth talker, you know, forcing people to buy something or pressuring them to buy something that they really didn't want to buy. Now, let me tell you that all the successful salespeople that I know, they don't use pressure as a tactic because they understand that when you pressure somebody, into buying something that they maybe don't want to buy or something that they're going to regret later, that's actually going to hurt you because it's not going to generate good word of mouth for you, your personal brand. It's not going to generate good word of mouth for your business. And ultimately, you're going to fail because of that. Because if you want to be successful in sales or leadership, whether you're selling a vision or you're selling a product, you need to inspire people. You need to make them feel good about their purchase so that they go and tell your friends about what a great job that you did for them, how you solved their problem. Because true sales is problem solving and really it's helping people but anyways i digress so the first rule of success is whether you like it or not sales is your number one job and when i say sales i don't just mean selling a product i mean selling a vision i mean selling your family on a decision that's the best for them selling you know a personal development plan for an employee to make them better Selling someone to come and work for you. Selling your boss on giving you that new project or that promotion you've been working for or a raise, right? All of life, really in our everyday life, anytime we're trying to persuade someone, we're trying to get something, some kind of sales is involved. And if you really want to be successful as an entrepreneur, especially as an entrepreneur or a business person, sales is going to have to become your number one priority. And every time I've started to, I've seen a lull in our business or I've gotten into a bit of a funk, right? Where sales aren't growing or I feel like I'm not developing. The common thread between all of those, you know, dark periods of time, I'm not focusing on sales as much as I should be. I'm not getting out in the community 
meeting new people. I'm not, you know, giving out as many samples as I should be of our product, provide energy tea. I'm not selling our vision enough. I'm not selling myself enough. I'm not selling the brand enough. Because to grow as a person and especially to grow as a business, you need to be out there selling your vision, selling yourself, selling your products. And it's the same as true if you're an employee, if you're working for someone else, right? You need to sell your ideas. You need to sell your vision. You need to sell yourself to your boss, right? Or the CEO. You need to sell your company and that brand that you're representing. It's so important. And I see so many young entrepreneurs, young business people, and this is a mistake I made time and time again, where you focus on all the little details in the business, right? The little chores. Maybe it's accounting, maybe it's, you know, cleaning up the warehouse, maybe it's answering emails. And you spend all this time, you know, feeling like you're busy, feeling like you're productive, when the one productive thing that you really should be doing is getting out and selling. So that's rule number one. Harsh reality number one is you're going to have to become a great salesperson, person that helps people solve problems if you're ever going to be successful. And this is true for all of my mentors and all of the successful people that I've studied. They've become extraordinary at solving problems and extraordinary at helping people and really caring about people and what their product, what their brand can do for them. That's rule number one. Rule number two, and I would argue that this is not only the most difficult skill or rule per se to master, but it's also the most important. And it's the one that is going to have the most dividends long-term and is going to bring you the most happiness and joy and fulfillment. And that is, you're going to have to learn to be a great leader because people are everything in success. You can't do it by yourself. Every great athlete, every great entrepreneur, anyone who has created a movement or something that has really changed the world did not do it by themselves. They had an extraordinary team. They had people around them that supported them, that helped them push their mission, push their vision, push their dream. And as an entrepreneur, especially, you have to have an amazing team. And I've really been learning this lesson recently. As you know, we've had multiple employees, you know, I've had to let an employee go. I've had, unfortunately, an employee step away from the business unexpectedly. That was really hard to deal with. And we're always, you know, searching for really great people and searching for people that buy into our mission, buy into our vision, share our core values, and can really help us grow the company. Because if we don't have that, there's just no way we can expand our brand. Because there's only so many hours in a day between you and the founders of a company. And to really grow and scale and expand and help more people, right? sell more of your products, solve more problems, you need to have a phenomenal team. And learning to become a great leader is very difficult to say the least. And I believe it's one of the most undervalued and underappreciated skills. You know, in, in all of my career and even in athletics, there's only a few people that I can really say were exceptional, extraordinary leaders and they worked at it. And the impact that they had on the team, on the business, on the people around them was amazing. They changed so many lives. But a lot of times these people were not necessarily popular. And that's what oftentimes make great leaders. Great leaders are not yes men or yes women. Great leaders push their people to be better, to do better, to do more, even when they don't want to be pushed. 
And that's why I call this a harsh reality. Because to be a great leader, it oftentimes means that sometimes you're gonna be viewed as a tyrant. You're gonna be viewed as an asshole. You're going to be viewed as someone that's difficult. And it doesn't mean that you have to treat people poorly, but it means that oftentimes, if you're gonna be a great leader, you have to learn to hold the line. You have to keep your people accountable. Because if you truly care about something, somebody, letting them get away with not being their best it might seem like the friendly thing to do. It might seem like the right thing to do, but it's not making them better. If you really look back at your life, you know, the people that you respect the most, the people that made you the best, right? Maybe it's a teacher, maybe it's a coach. You know, really try and think about a person that's really had a significant impact on your life that has forced you to become better. Were there times where you almost felt like you hated that person because they called you out on some shit that you were doing that you knew wasn't, wasn't right? Maybe you weren't working hard enough. Maybe you weren't showing up on time. Maybe it was that teacher in high school, right, who, you know, pushed you to do better, who, you know, gave you a hard time when you showed up late for class or skipped class. And when you really look back, you might have hated that person at the time. You might have thought that they were terrible. But as you get older and you mature and you grow, you realize that they were actually one of the people that cared about you the most. Because your friends or your family who let you get away with doing, being anything but your best do not have your best interests at mind. The people that really care about you, the greatest coaches, the greatest leaders, the greatest teachers are the ones that hold you accountable. You know, my, my greatest coaches were the ones that were the hardest on me. My, my dad, you know, there's no one that I hold in higher regard than my, you know, my mother and my father. But there were times as a child where they were extremely hard on me, you know, especially my dad. You know, I'd, I'd have a basketball game where I knew I didn't play well. And usually it was just a lack of effort. I didn't go out there and I didn't, you know, grind and bust my ass and, and give it 110%. And he would be furious at me to the point where he wouldn't talk to me after the game. And I remember being so upset about it. I remember being resentful at the time. And I had this conversation with him recently. I wish he pushed me harder because those experiences is what made me into the man that I am today. And it's so important. And now that I'm the leader of a company, it's a very harsh reality that I've had to learn. My job and your job as a great leader, as an entrepreneur, as someone who wants to expand their career, as someone who wants to lead their family, is to have the difficult conversations that nobody else wants to have. And it sucks some days. And sometimes you're gonna feel like a tyrant. Sometimes it's gonna break your heart. But if you have someone that's underperforming, someone that's not doing what they need to be doing, you need to hold the line and you need to keep them accountable. And that's a big part of leadership and it's a big part of becoming a great entrepreneur and building a great team. And one of the scenes that I think about often, if you've seen The Last Dance, I've talked about it in podcasts before, it's the story of the 1998 Chicago Bulls, the NBA team, and really the story of Michael Jordan and what drove him, what drove his mentality, what drove him to be so great. Because I think few would argue he is one of, if not the greatest competitor of all time. He's one of the most winning track records ever of any athlete. And I also believe he is one of the greatest leaders of all time. But if you watch that documentary, he pushed his teammates harder than anybody else. He pushed them to levels that they never would have meant 
went if they never played with Michael Jordan. And I believe it's the first episode, you know, Michael is, is talking about this experience, right? About how he was made out oftentimes in the media or in the public eye to be this tyrant, this bad man who wasn't nice to his teammates when really all he ever wanted was for his teammates to win, for his teammates to succeed. And he actually had to stop in the interview because he got so emotional, he had to step away, which I believe was in the first hour of filming. And I'm going to read his quote from the show because I think it's just so relevant to success and it's certainly relevant to this harsh reality that I'm talking about. So here it is. Winning has a price and leadership has a price. So I pulled people along when they didn't want to be pulled. I challenged people when they don't want to be challenged. And I earned that right because my teammates came after me. They didn't endure all the things that I endured. Once you join the team, you live at a certain standard that I play the game and I wasn't going to take anything less. Now, if that means I have to go out there and get in your ass a little bit, then I did that. You ask all my teammates. The one thing Michael Jordan was, he never asked me to do something that he didn't fucking do. When people see this, they're going to say, well, he wasn't really a nice guy. He may have been a tyrant. Well, that's you because you never won anything. I wanted to win, but I wanted them to win and be a part of that as well. I don't have to do this. I'm only doing it because it is who I am. That's how I played the game. That was my mentality. If you want to play that way, don't play that way. Break. And then Michael walked away from the camera, tear in his eye. Here's the greatest leader, in my opinion, of all time. And the greatest winner of all time. And look how hard that was for him. He knew that to make his teammates better and to create a dynasty. I mean, the Chicago Bulls, you know, in the 90s are regarded as maybe the greatest sports team ever. They changed the world, right? I mean, Michael Jordan changed the, the world, right? His, his brand, Air Jordan, is, is a billion-dollar brand. He changed the culture. He's inspired, you know, how many people? But that came with a price. And part of success is you're going to have to learn to hold the line with people and keep them accountable and make them better, even when it's so difficult and even when people don't want to be pushed. It's not a fun thing to talk about. It's not something that a lot of leaders will necessarily talk about. But every great entrepreneur, every great leader, every great athlete, I believe would agree with this. It's so, so important. And the third harsh reality, and this is something that, you know, I've really come head to head with, especially recently, is understanding that time is a part of the process, right? The media loves to talk about the nine-month-old startup that sells for $300 million. They love to talk about, you know, some lottery winner, right? Or some crazy event. And while that's a romantic thought, you know, it really is no more of a reality than your odds of winning the lottery, right? It's a one in a billion thing that happens to so few people. And building anything great, it's going to take time. And especially if you're building a brand, whether it be your personal brand in a career, whether it's a brand like our company, Revita Energy Tea, Building something great, it takes years. It doesn't happen overnight, right? Before Michael Jordan never made it to the NBA, he spent you know the first two decades of his life with a ball in his hand, right? Got cut from his high school basketball team. You look at any great entrepreneur, you know Elon Musk gets talk, talked about a lot of times. 
but no one talks about those early days before PayPal when he was sleeping in his office with no money, right? They didn't even have, they didn't have multiple computers. So, you know, his, his first tech company, the website would run during the day, he'd shut the website down during the, the night and he would work on code till five, six o'clock in the morning. So then sleep during the day. But nobody talks about that. They don't talk about the, the hard grindy years it took to make an exceptional person or an exceptional business or an exceptional brand or an exceptional family. You know, people only like to discuss the event. They don't like to discuss the process. And so something I've really had to learn is that nothing's going to come overnight. Business and success, it's difficult, it's hard, and it takes time. Time is a part of the equation. One of my you know, great business mentors that I listen to all the time, Andy Frisella, he likes to use the analogy of baking a cake as success, right? Let's say you have the best cake recipe in the world, right? And you put all the ingredients in, you follow the recipe exactly as it is. And maybe the recipe calls that you put it in the oven at, I don't know, 200 degrees Fahrenheit for an hour. I don't bake cake, so I don't know exactly how the recipes work. But let's just say it's, yeah, 200 degrees Fahrenheit for an hour. And, you know, 10 minutes go by and you're like, I don't really want to wait the rest of that hour. I'm going to crank it up to 400 Fahrenheit and I'm going to bake it for 25 minutes total. Well, what's going to happen? You're going to burn that cake to a crisp and it's going to come out and taste terrible. Well, success, you know, Andy argues, and I agree, is a lot like that. Time is just a part of the recipe. There's nothing you can do to speed it up, right? You, sh- you should work hard every single day, but you also have to understand that it's just going to take time. And that's a harsh reality. It's, it's something hard for me to accept. Things are taking a lot longer than I wanted them to, but I'm learning to accept the fact and even enjoy the fact, enjoy the process that it's going to take time and it's going to be difficult. But the end result is so rewarding and so worth it. That's what I'll leave you with today. Three rules of success of entrepreneurship, building a great family, building a great business. Whether you like it or not, sales is your number one job. Two, you better learn to be a great leader because your people are everything. And you're going to have to learn to hold the line, to keep people accountable and have those difficult conversations. And three, don't forget that time is a part of the process. There's nothing you can really do to evade that. It's going to take time. You have to practice aggressive patience, doing everything you can in the moment, but also understanding that it's going to take years to build an exceptional brand. Hope you all have an incredible week. Thank you so much for listening.